0: Good afternoon, welcome to another episode of Logan's Devotions. It's great to be together, wonderful to open up God's word for another day and see what he has to say. We're turning through to Luke chapter 9, but before I read our passage, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, and we do pray that you would bless it to us, that we might see Jesus Christ and rightly understand him and love him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 9, picking up at verse 43. But while they were all marvelling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying, and it was concealed from them, so that they might not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this saying. An argument arose among them, as to which of them was the greatest. But Jesus, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put him by his side and said to them, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all is the one who is great. The disciples have seen some things today. As we've been journeying through Luke, we've seen a lot of things. But this day in particular, three of them, James, Peter, and John, have really seen some things. They've seen the transfiguration. They've come down the mountain. They've seen the healing of this child. And now everyone is marveling at Jesus. And as they're marveling at Jesus, Jesus says uh, those amazing words to his disciples, he says to them, let these words sink into your head. The son of man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. And, and that's quite a, quite a profound statement. But the disciples don't get it at all. They, they just cannot comprehend what he's talking about. And, and the very next thing that takes place is the disciples having an argument. An argument about who is the greatest. And you've got to ask yourself the question, what is it? That causes these disciples, in the context, what is it that causes these disciples to have this argument? Well, the disciples are followers of Jesus, right? They have received Jesus, they have clung to Jesus, and they've walked with Jesus. And now Jesus' power has been displayed in an amazing way. He's been transfigured. He's cast out evil spirits. And they are his disciples, not someone else. But them, they're the disciples of Christ. That makes them special, right? That makes them significant. That makes them great. And so now these great disciples who follow Jesus, these great disciples begin to argue. Well, since we're all great, one of us must be the greatest, right? I mean, someone always has to be the greatest. Our world is obsessed with greatness. The greatest cricket player, the greatest rugby player, the greatest movie star, the greatest singer, who is the best, who's the best disciple, who's the greatest disciple, which one of me is the most important. And it's striking, isn't it, that just after Jesus has described how he, who is the greatest, will lay down his life and die. The disciples begin arguing about which one of them is the greatest. It's a very ugly picture. And so Jesus corrects them. He rebukes them. How does he do it? Well, Jesus grabs a small child. He brings this child and puts him by his side. Now, that's actually a really important picture. Why is that an important picture? Well, the disciples want to be great... And believe they are great because they are with Jesus. And you can think of the passage where James and John will argue about which one of them will sit at the left or right of Jesus. They will ask Jesus, can we sit at your left and right side? And so Jesus takes this little child and sticks him at his side as a picture of the fact that it's not the disciples at his side, it's this child at his side. Why are you arguing about greatness? Because you have no idea what greatness even is. And then he says those profound words, whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. In other words, disciples, you want to claim to be my disciples who are with me, who have received me. Well, this is what it looks like to be one of my disciples. You will receive one like this. And then he goes on to draw a conclusion, doesn't he? He says, He who is least among you all is the one who is great. Now, what does he mean by that statement? Is Jesus saying, You know, if you do one act of leastness, then you will become great? No, that's not the point. We can sometimes fall into the trap of interpreting this in a worldly concept of, Well, If I just become small for a little while, then I can become great. Like, the pathway to greatness is to deny greatness for a little while so you can have it later. You know, so if I just serve a few people in the church, serve a few homeless people, then eventually God will bestow greatness on me. Then I'll be someone significant who people will notice. But that's not the point here. What's Jesus just been talking about? or prior to this... He's been talking, as we've seen, about his death and resurrection, or his death primarily. Jesus has said, I will be handed over in the hands of men. In other words, I'm going to go and die. What's Jesus telling them? I will be least, right? You want to to see greatness? It's this child. You want to see greatness? It's me upon the cross. The pathway to greatness is not to do something in order to become great. Jesus says it's to become least. He doesn't say he who wants to be great needs to be least for a while. He doesn't say he who is acting in the least will eventually become great. But he who is least among you all is the one who is great. In other words, disciples, you're arguing about who's the greatest. Well, if you were great... You wouldn't be arguing about who is the greatest. You would be serving the least. You would be the least. I firmly believe that when we get to the end of days, we will stand at the judgment seat of God and we will see those who are greatest in the kingdom of God and we will be surprised. Not greatest in our sins, but those who are great in Christ's sins. I think we we'll could be really surprised. We're going to stand there and go, "Who's that? Who's that? And why is that person up there?" And God will say, "Because they were the least." Now, all of this raises the question for us: Then, what does it look like to do that? Why does it? What does it look like to become least? To be least. It looks like embracing Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus Christ has just told them his greatness. And it's in going to the cross. You see, the secret, and it's a, it's a lesson you, th- you would have thought the disciples would have learned by now, but they don't have the spirit. We can't be too harsh on them. The, the key that the disciples should have learned The key to greatness is by becoming like Jesus Christ. And what did Jesus do? He welcomed the tax collector and the sinner. He loved the child. He blessed those who persecuted him. And ultimately he would lay down his life and die for the sake of those who think they're great. While the disciples are bickering about who's greatest, Jesus is walking to lay his life down for them. Who consider themselves great, and that's the pattern. We are to become like Christ, to lower ourselves, to lower ourselves, to lower ourselves, and in so doing, we become great. not Not by becoming something different, but because in the lowness, in the leastness, we actually are great. And it matters nothing if this world notice notices. It doesn't matter if no one ever recognizes you. Because at the end of the day, we live for the opinion of one. We receive Christ like a child. We embrace the child, the sick, the weak, the nobodies of this world. As we would Jesus Christ. Because that's what our Master does. And we die to ourselves every day. And we take up our cross, as he's already said. And we follow him. We pattern ourselves on Jesus Christ. That's the pathway to greatness. Servitude. Lowliness. And humility. And may God grant us to do it. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us Lord because our pride is always in our hearts. And we always seek the great things of this world. Help us to become nothing. That in doing so, we might gain everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.